I can't even end it. it. I know. That's it. The end. Get out. Get out. You have to do it, Gloria. <laughs> Thank you for coming this week. Now get out. <laughs> I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. And welcome back to Circling Circe, the podcast that keeps you in the know on what the gods smell like. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Like feta and olives and bread. And bread. <laughs> I'm bread. That's like, and Peggy. And Peggy. <laughs> and feta. That was the fourth sister in Hamilton that they wrote out. That <laughs> <laughs> is short for taffeta, actually. Oh, taffeta. And feta. She smells. <laughs> she stinks. <laughs> so, yeah, what what is uh, going on? What's shaking this week? Well, I work at a university, and we are going to reopen post-pandemic, mm. and I'm very nervous, low-key yeah. ex- low excited, low-key nervous, anxious a little bit um it's been a very weird process of i mean obviously the pandemic is not over um but uh it's it's getting better yeah uh people more people are getting vaccinated we are not in california we're not in a good we're not you know i think numbers vaccination wise to where i would feel okay about being around other folks unmasked or you know for a long period of time or whatever but but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, we're trying to take as many precautions as possible with like distancing and wearing masks and everything. But that's the big update I got this week was, you're going back. So, you're going back, kid. You're, you're going back, star, kid. kid. It's gonna be a. You're not gonna get of- COVID, kid. We promise. <laughs> That's we'll see. Trust us. Oh, they would never promise that. I would. <laughs> right. They would not want to get sued. <laughs> no, they probably like upon arrival, they're gonna be like, sign this. Um, sign this. Please sign this. Uh, not NDA, but like, please <clears throat> sign this. Like, release. Um, that we have waiver no, form. Yeah. Yeah, a waiver that um that we have no responsibility in like dismemberment or death. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. Yeah. That's how the university system works. <laughs> Fun. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm. I went back today for a meeting, like not a meeting. It was like a walkthrough of like, because I do communications for this part of the university that I work in, and so I was looking at like the signage and like where it's gonna be and stuff, and trying to make sure you know it's gonna inform the folks coming in to the place that I work about you know all of our guidelines and whatnot. So it's definitely a new challenge, you know, this like post-pandemic world or like almost post-pandemic world. Of like, mm-hmm. how do we greet each other? Like, how do we, what's normal now? I think I was talking to, I don't know, I was talking to you guys, but maybe talking to somebody else about like how when the pandemic hit, we had to kind of learn how to not be physical with each other and like not hug each other and not be near each yeah. other and stuff. And <clears throat> I feel like now we're learning that if you're vaccinated, it's okay. If you're, you know, in the same pod, it's okay or whatever. And and that's interesting, an interesting kind of thing, too, having to relearn how to be near each other physically. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too. I think, like, it's almost – I don't know why I keep thinking about, like, after 9-11, you know, that was a huge, like, shake to our country. And I remember, you know, pre-9-11, things that we could do, especially around the airport, right? And um, I'm going to be, like, telling my grandkids, like, yeah, you have to go up to the gate and, like, 
hold signs for people or whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, so even though that's obviously not even as wild and, and world shattering as the pandemic, I do think about there is going to be like how life was before and how life is after. And I don't think it's necessarily oh, yeah. going to be bad. It's just going to be different. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'm excited to like take from all of this is that if I am sick in the future, like even this week, like I have a little bit of a sore throat because my daughter's in daycare. So germs are unavoidable. And I feel like, you know, I was going to go see a friend. We ended up not doing it anyways, but I was like, hey, just heads up. I have a sore throat, so let's do something outside and I'll wear a mask so that mm-hmm. like I can see you, but I don't want to get you sick. Like, And I'm like, it's kind of cool that I can do that now um, because I just – I've always felt bad. There's been like so many Christmases where I go see my in-laws and I'm the first one to like get sick. And then I get like, and it doesn't even mean that you got everyone sick, but then like somehow like a day later, everyone else is getting sick. And then everyone like looks at you and you're like, I'm sorry. Like I tried to stay in my Mm -hmm. room. Like, and so I just think like, it will be nice to be like, Oh, I can wear a mask now and at least feel like I'm helping stop the spread of things if I have the flu or a cold and I need to run to the store or whatever so mm-hmm. um I am like thankful for that because I think that's kind of a like I don't want to wear a mask all the time but it will be nice that if there are times where I don't feel good that I can be like well if I wear a mask I can go pick this thing up from the store and not feel like I'm getting everyone on the way sick yeah yeah I hope that those habits stay like I hope people continue to wash their hands yeah, and right like the distance when they're mask. like like uh quarantine when they're sick and you know to a certain extent obviously but yeah 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 i I think i feel like that first flu we get after you know (laughs) is gonna gonna all be like i this is it you know (laughs) i mean i don't know about just the regular flu but we're like this is the end you know (laughs) i feel like our immune systems are like haven't seen anything gnarly in such a long time because most of us have been separating like i've had a cold but it's like i just yeah i i i am not looking forward to the day i get sick sick again because you're gonna be like oh so yeah let's get into what happened in this chapter and this is where cersei um you know she's talked to her uncles she's gotten them nice and toasty and and drawn out some information about where she could kind of find these these sorry my stomach (laughs) She's drawn out this. It was like, she's drawn out this information about you know where this, these battles were that a lot of gods shed blood because apparently, that is what like this seeped into the soil to cause these flowers that her brother told her about, that um, are supposedly you know have these magical pharmaca, pharmaca. powers and so she like you know he he let's go on a picnic to glaucos and she leads him up to this spot to you know quote unquote nap um lay back glaucos just sleep go to sleep it'll all be okay in the morning (laughs) poppies poppies right um so it's funny because i almost imagine these flowers to be poppy like but like more yellow so it's just like this field of flowers And um, she, you know, eventually after I love the like fit she has. So she tries to like put 
put the flowers like sprinkle them on his chest while he's sleeping and you know she's like waiting and nothing happens and she like gets so upset like I just feel like it's such a like teenage tantrum she like grabs the flowers and starts smashing them up and then her hands get all sappy and then she realizes in that like oh my gosh I need to use the sap and it needs to go into his mouth so she drops some of the sap into Glaucos's mouth and he's transformed into this sea god creature with like barnacles and bluish purplish skin and at, at one point in this chapter she talks about how like he gets sometimes he gets so excited and when he does like his legs turn into like a fin like a merman kind of thing so um <laughs> I think it's also like you know it works for him because he is a fisherman so that's like you know where he goes as like a god and so of course she rushes his rushes him off to grandmother and um and she's like look 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 oh my gosh weird oh my god weird about him becoming a god and like he became one isn't I don't that weird oh he just was napping and he woke <laughs> up and it happened and i think that like i do i love this chapter because she talks about how everyone just like i almost feel like her grandmother like pushes her aside and like hugs him like welcome son you know and she's like okay like i was i'm here too you know like, mm-hmm. and even she... the snake is like yes exciting <laughs> <laughs> we need to name this snake mm-hmm. i'm a snake i'm a slithery snake i'm a snake um but um so everyone is just like excited and i feel like also, this is something that never happens. I mean, her dad and grandma both say, like, mortals cannot become gods unless it's in the fate. There's nothing you can do. No god can change a mortal into a god. It is, like, a very black and white rule. And so for a mortal to become a god, like, all of a sudden is, like, the best news anyone's ever – it's, like, the hottest gossip of the last 12 centuries, right? So, like, all this, you know. And she so was the like- front of the magazines that month. He yes. was on the covers. He was on the cover, right? Mm-hmm. Like Glaucos, the hottest kid on the block or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and so everyone's kind of welcoming him in. And Cersei, you know, starts to think of like, well, maybe he can become my husband now. Like marriage. And she starts, you know, like, I feel like in The Little Mermaid when she's mm-hmm. like, la da 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 la da 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 Like, what's up with Ariel? You know, she's just like, ooh. You know? her hair with that fork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, Glaucus is eventually, you know, introduced to Neris and I think it's Neris and um, Poseidon who help him build his like underwater palace and he starts entertaining. And again, he's like the newest gossip. Everybody's excited to meet him. Everyone wants to know. And, you know, one particular nymph has caught his eye. Mm -hmm. Scylla? What is her name? Scylla. 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 That bitch. Where she's like, what? Tell me more with her hands underneath her chin. And I tell me like, more. <laughs> tell me more. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe like, I got too. <laughs> Indiana Jones where like girl like closes her eyes and it says like love you or whatever. Oh. Like, it's like she's like, ah. And, um, you know, he eventually kind of reveals to Cersei that he wants to make Scylla his wife. He wants to marry her. And <gasps> I love like how dun, Cersei dun, dun. is like just totally blindsided by this news she just mm-hmm. you know she's like swimming in that la-da-dee-da. what like mm-hmm. record scratch <laughs> and um so she starts you know panicking she realizes that 
you know, he decided to level up. And since he's become a god, he kind of like sees her as in this sister way or so he says. Right. And not as a romantic option. Oh, she got friends. Yeah, she, she got friends. <laughs> well, I feel like hard, hard. I just think it, again, like really pushes that narrative or the theme of like mortal versus immortal and almost like moral versus immoral. And it's like now that he's immortal, he doesn't care about Cersei now that everyone's like, you know, fawning over him. And he thinks like by some magic, he turned into a god on his own, that he's like this hot, you know, new thing and that he deserves the best, like all of a sudden without really changing. And it's almost kind of sad to read this chapter and like even though he wasn't perfect the first chapter you do get the sense of him like being genuine and now it seems like he's like kind of stepping away from that and he's kind of yeah a dick, it went right it went to his head yeah it totally did to his blue head <laughs> <laughs> so Cersei decides you know to get rid of Scylla she's like oh well if she's out of the picture he'll totally love me again because I which is always know, what we think then oh you right know? <laughs> you know like, yeah you know, I'm like oh girl no like oh it no, can't be him it's always like, her right yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah Cersei. seriously that, Cersei. that is my seriously Cersei moment for this mm-hmm. chapter seriously Cersei you gotta let that go if someone doesn't like you you cannot press it and i feel Mm -hmm. like something about growing older i tell a lot of people is learn how to respectfully tell someone you're not interested in them and also learn how to respectfully be denied because i know so many people that i've talked to it's like oh how'd that date go with this guy and they're like i remember in particular um uh, being around a group of girls uh, not so long ago, like in the last couple of years, and this girl being like, well, he took me out and he sat me down and he told me that he really respected me as a person, but he didn't feel romantic towards me anymore and this and that. And she was like, what a dick. And everyone's like, yeah, what an asshole. And I was like, actually, he totally sounded like a really great guy who didn't want to like string you along anymore. Like, of course, I didn't say anything out loud because it's like, it can't be that uh-huh. girl. But I was like, the, the story she told sounded like a mature adult who had made a decision and rather than drag someone along, decided to be, like, honest. And I was like, he actually... What would you like, rather he had done? Like, just right? ghosted like, ghost you? you? Yeah, Or, exactly. like, s- slowly date someone else, even though you're yeah. still around? <laughs> yeah. So I just think that, like, Cersei kind of is missing the bar here when, when she's not believing him when he's telling her the truth, right? And saying, like, I only have eyes for Scylla. Um, and so she decides to get rid of her and, you know, use that same sap that Pramika, <laughs> that transformed Glaucos to transform her. Um, and she puts it in this cove where she bathes. And that's kind of where we end this chapter. You know, mm. um, we don't really know what's going to happen next. We don't really know what happens to Scylla. Um, but we know that, you know, Ish is about to go down, right? <laughs> it's about to go down. down. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, too, because it shows how, like, naive and innocent she still is. And oh, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, like you were saying, she was acting like a teenager, and it's kind of like, you know, this purity, but still you're like, come on. <laughs> you know, and it's just because I really feel like she hasn't been around people or like experienced enough life to to know what to do because like we were saying it's like her first time dealing with any of this 
Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And I, I agree. I just think like, again, I, I feel like anyone can relate to this. Who's gone through like young love and like all the like downfalls of what you do in the first time during relationships. And like, and again, like, even, you know, when the first time you're denied by somebody it can be really rough and, you know, unrequited love it is not fun. No, it is a, not a fun place to be in, especially like your first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the, the uh, yeah, at the, at the receiving. The yeah. The first time you're at the receiving end of, you know, a rejection is not fun and it's earth shattering. And if you're young, I mean, we're, we're getting like teenage vibes from her right now, you know, so if you're oh, like a teenager. Yeah. It's just the end of the world. Right. Well, it's kind of teenage love for her because it's her first, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. I I feel like a lot of parents don't want their kids to date, you know, in high school and things like that. But sometimes it's good to get those things out of the way and learn those lessons so that when you do want to get serious about it, like you've you've been through that. Because I know other people who've waited and then they get, you know, their first relationships in college and act like they're, you know, 14 or 15 because they've never experienced it before. Yeah. Says the girl who literally didn't know, like didn't have a boyfriend until she was like 20. So yeah, <laughs> I was, I think 18 or 19. One of the quotes I loved was at the very beginning on the very first page when she's, you know, blind with love and blind with the possibilities of what could come for her. Should he change into a God and, what would he look like as a god, I wondered. A little distance away grew a forest, its shade thick enough to hide us from my father's eyes. When he was changed, I would pull him there and show him that my oath did not hold us anymore. <laughs> hey. Hey. I literally circled it and I wrote, hey, okay, girl. girl. <laughs> get it. Get it, Cersei. I love, like, how innocently, like, but not innocently she, mm-hmm. she's written, you know? Yeah. Um, I have... A couple quotes too. My two favorite yeah. quotes. One of them is an abridged quote. <laughs> so um, it's so this is uh, Glaucus saying this, and he says, "Cersei," as if you might say, "foot." <laughs> yes, yeah. her name. Like, too. Yeah, as no, if you might say, "foot." <laughs> I was like, "womp womp." I know. I was like, "Ooh." This isn't going well. Yeah. I've felt that though. I've been like, how come you're not like singing oh. my name? Sassy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I have a quote that I like too. <laughs> um, when she first, you know, changes Glaucos and he wakes up, it, it, he says like, I am not tired for the first time in all my life. I am not tired. And I was like, yo, give me some of that sap. <laughs> I need that in my life right now. What's in like, that? Please. Like, please. <laughs> So many of us mortals know that mm-hmm. feeling of like always being tired. Like, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little tired. But I'm a little <laughs> we'll tired. have a nap. Zen fired this up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that rhymes. Yeah. Um, my other quote or another quote that I liked was um, just talking about the broken heartedness. That yeah, that was one feeling. of mine too. She says, this is the grief that makes our kind choose to be stones and trees rather than flesh. Oh, that's yeah. really sad. Yeah. I I like above it, you know, she says like, I lay on the dirt weeping. Those flowers had made him his true being, which was blue and finned and not mine. I thought I would die of such pain, which was not like the sinking numbness Aedes had left behind, but sharp and fierce as a blade through my chest. And I 
have to say that I just it brought me mm-hmm. back to like breaking up with my first boyfriend and I remember telling mm-hmm. people I feel like I've been stabbed mm-hmm. like it's like mm-hmm. so dramatic but it was so like it you felt a physical pain mm-hmm. and I was like oh girl I've so been there like I just um I think it was really really well written and then like ending it with that you know this is what like makes people want to become trees or stone rather than mm-hmm. like actually dealing with the pain of what heartbreak is. Yeah. And I've read that I was just reading um, recently that people can actually literally die of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and that's a lot of times why older couples like the, you know, the mm-hmm. wife will pass away and then the husband doesn't last very much longer after that. Cause it's like that deep broken heartedness and, it's, you know, it is scientifically possible, but I feel like that's what we feel when we're like 19, 15, yeah. you know, like early 20s. You're just like, I'm dying. I'm gonna right. die. Well, I think, too, it will be interesting to see how this shapes Cersei and how she moves forward from here. Um, you know, feeling like, OK, this is the first time she's experienced some real life, some real heartbreak. Like, how is it going to shape her um, for the rest of the book? I think it's interesting talking to about heartbreak because the physical, the physical pain that she describes is so like, we've all been there, you know, and, and in real life in science, you know, your body registers heartbreak, mental, mental stress caused by heartbreak as physical pain. Your hormones drop and it gets replaced with cortisol so that it creates this physical response in your body. And it's so interesting that that heartbreak is a real thing. It's not just like a thing that you talk about for a reason. Yeah. It's like an actual physical emotional response. Sorry. It's like an actual physical response to emotion and mental stress, which I think is so interesting that, you know, this person or this, this event can be so tied to you emotionally and mentally that a, a rip from this event or a rip from this feeling causes physical pain. I think that's so interesting. It's yeah, described sure. so well in the book too. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think it's interesting too because she deals with like pain in, you know, when she cuts herself earlier and yeah, so it's like, yeah. How is she describing this pain if she's like not? I mean, like she heals fast, but they still, you know. So it's like, did she like? Because obviously she's never been stabbed in the chest. So is she just kind of translating like that little pain that she felt in? like through her hand to like, Oh, it feels like stabbing like my hand, but in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I just okay. thought that was really interesting. Wondering if that's like intentional that she used a knife to feel pain. Yeah. Like that dagger. Well, speaking of uh, broken yes, dagger. hearts, <laughs> dagger, speaking of, uh, you know, broken hearts, Gloria, you had another candle idea, right? Oh yes. So uh, my candle idea was um, crushed flowers so it would be one of those cool, um, so it could, I was thinking like its name could be like Broken Heart or something like that, mm. or like Breakup. Um, and so it's Crushed Flowers because I just felt like the, I could feel and like the sticky sap, I could smell the flowers as they were being crushed, you know, mm-hmm. when she was mm-hmm. uh, like making the sap, I guess, extracting the sap. And so some of the words that are used are raw, wild, and acetic. Um, and so that she says, like old wine. So maybe there's like, 
a little bit of a wine flavor or flavor, a little bit of a wine scent. Um, flowers. This candle tastes delicious. <laughs> Do not eat our candles. Do not eat our candles. <laughs> my sister used to eat my chapstick because it smelled so good. I would find a little tiny <laughs> And I was like, so yeah. Um, so it would be maybe a little bit of wine, some flowers, kind of like a potpourri um, or just like a wildflower field. Um, milk, because it describes the sap as being kind of like milky. Yeah. Um, and then, so maybe it would be like a milky color and then grass. Cause I just felt like I imagined a wild flower field and, you know, there's always grass growing between the flowers. So I feel like she in, unintentionally pulled up some grass as well. I um, feel like you could even put some actual like crushed up flowers in it, in the candle. That's too. what I was thinking to do. Yeah. 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 On the outside. Um, or yeah, even even throughout it would be cool too so as it burns it would kind of emerge yeah set those flowers on fire <laughs> um, Do it. so <laughs> i have another candle idea and then i have a thought about okay. um, like relationships so Ooh. i'll go with the thought first um i was just the thought that came to mind when she because she made him into a god, right? But nobody knows that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was an act of the fates, as everybody was saying. Yeah. But I was just thinking, it sucks to do something so cool and not be able to take credit for it. Yes. <laughs> so and then, like, I was just, like, so frustrated. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, especially when it goes to his head, I would have been, like, mm -hmm. the first thing out of my mouth would have been, like, yeah, I did this for you. Mm -hmm. Like, right. I'm, I you did this. It was me. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I feel like she, I will, I will applaud Cersei for the restraint and not screaming that in his face the moment he was mm -hmm. like, so what's up with that Scylla girl? Yeah. And I was thinking also, ain't that the way you help improve a guy and he moves on to someone else? Mm -hmm. Like that's that is <laughs> always the story. Like, oh, like I'm just going to fix him. him. It's like, yeah, you fix him and then he leaves you for somebody else. So good luck with that. Like, Kelsey, you're like, oh, like, we, you know, I kind of taught him some Korean and blah, blah, And then, like, his next relationship, he's like, so I speak a little Korean. You're like, bitch, I did that for you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, that I have to say, because there's a quote I want to say where she's describing Scylla, which I just circled and thought was so hilarious, actually. And I feel like, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, hilarity so far. Right. <laughs> and I laughed so loud reading this quote, and I had to share it. So she's talking about Scylla and describing Scylla, who we, we hate Scylla at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never says, really talked about her in the chapter review. So let's talk about Scylla. Yeah, I have to just read how she describes her. when, And she's talking about how she got a lot of gifts from people because she's a very beautiful mm -hmm. um, nymph. She's that girl. She's, she's that, that girl. girl. Uh, when she moved, she clattered faintly from the thousand presents they pressed on her. Bracelets of coral, pearls about her neck and strings. She sat beside me and showed them to me one by one lovely i said scarcely looking i thought it was so funny like just to see just to think of of you know still look at these things i got from so and so and cersei's there like you fucking bitch like <laughs> lovely that's great, I would, that's great i would be like a coral bracelet sounds painful you enjoy that yeah, yeah and then like a part. couple pages later she she says it, it did not matter all i knew was that i hated her for I was like any dull ass who has ever loved someone who loved another. I thought if only she were gone, it would change everything. Yeah, yes. I have definitely thought that before. Yeah, and it reminds right. me like your your example of, you know, 
helping a guy out and they're like, okay, I'm out. You know, it's like, we've, I think we've all felt that we've all. And what's funny is that you said that example, like as a joke or like as a, just a random example, but I actually have had that exact thing happen where (laughs) many years ago I was taking Korean classes and I've been taking Korean classes for like over 15 years now. I'm not fluent. I take them very intermittently, but at one point, (laughs) my favorite Korean word, it means mailbox. (laughs) Um, I was taking a Korean class and I, with uh, several other folks who were like around my age and had a big crush on one of the guys in my class and we were good friends. And there was a group of us, like six or seven of us that would go out like after every class, we had it once a week. It was in K-Town in in, here in LA and we'd go out and like go to the Korean bars or go get Korean barbecue or whatever, get drunk, you know? Um, And we were good friends and I think we hit it off really well. And naturally I had this big, one-sided crush on him and I had a very close girlfriend who was in my class we were all in different classes and we would meet up like during the break between classes and then go out after so you know some of us were in the advanced or some of us were in intermediate or whatever and I had a class with another another girl Korean American girl and she and I were like uh I was in terms of girlfriends in the group she and I were the closest girlfriends and this guy who I had a crush on ends up dating this girl who's my close girlfriend and ends up marrying her and they now have two kids okay okay (laughs) so bully for them good for them but like at the same time during the time I was like that bitch like (laughs) you know it just was like of course of course like (laughs) you know it just feels really um, naturally I'm not sitting here like this guy is a dumbass doesn't like me because I'm awesome like what does he not see you're just so caught up in like he's on this pedestal and and she's just like how dare she you know you telling that story Kelsey brings up like so much PTSD for me because I felt like growing up there was always like you know the four popular guys and like I always liked one of them but then one of my friends always liked them and really liked them and I felt like I could never tell anyone that I also liked them because everyone would think that I was like against the other girl or whatever but there were many crushes I had and then of course like someone would end up dating that person and yeah no (laughs) you know but I do think too like Scylla or Scylla just sounds so I just kept thinking of I don't know if you guys have seen that movie Stardust but there's the this main character Sienna Miller plays and this guy is like pining over her and she likes somebody else but she's just kind of like messing with him and like toying him along and she's just kind of a brat and I feel like it's that same energy where like even when she says he asked me to marry him should I ha 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 fins and scales and all or whatever like she doesn't even take it seriously I don't think she's just excited that, of course, another suitor. It's like another check mark or like notch on her belt or coral on her coral <laughs> bracelet or whatever. Yeah. Pearl on her strand. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But for Cersei, it's such a big deal. Like it's it's everything. This is the one. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think it's even more offensive to her that she doesn't even love him the way that Cersei does. There's that stark difference. That's what we always think, too, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. you, you don't even like him the way that I like him. Yeah. You don't even, you know, you, you're not devoted to him. Like you I can't am. possibly like him as much as I do. You can't possibly know him as well as I do. How dare you come in and take what's rightfully mine? You know, yeah. that's kind of the the vibe that you get when you're in that deep of a crush with somebody. Yeah, it's dangerous. Oh, unrequited love. <laughs> 
And she, uh, it's funny because I bet Percy was, Percy is Cersei's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cersei and Cersei. She, she was probably like, that bitch is like getting presents without even pushing babies out. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. She probably don't like her either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. I thought. You had one more candle idea, right? Oh, yeah. One more candle idea. So they talk about Oceanus's hall being sickly with incense. So like a like a patchouli something candle. <laughs> yeah. Could be, be Oceanus's yeah. hall. Over the top. Mm-hmm. I think we got a good list here. Yeah. When's our Etsy shop opening up? I know. Well, we once we're well, I think we're all vaccinated, right? So we need to get yeah. together and get our hands waxy. <laughs> Start making Woo-hoo. these candles. I know. Well, um, now that I'm going to have a bigger backyard, I'll uh, I'll make some space for us to uh, put some candles together. Yeah, and I actually just did a work event with Aya where um, they had like 20 events for us to choose from and somehow the most popular one was candle making. So <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did that and it was so funny because they sent us all candle kits because it was like a virtual event. Oh, cool. And Something in mine broke and it smelled like old lady in the house. Oh, oh God. Ever for like, well, I mean, oh, just for yeah. a few days because we put it in the garage, but <laughs> it was so <laughs> strong. Away. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I have a video recording that we can use to, that has like candle making tips and stuff. There you go. Um, and it's live. It's like a taping of the, the demonstration that we had. Um, did I just say taping? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is 1998. <laughs> I know. But. Uh, live taping on live TV. Filling for the studio audience. I had um, a couple of other thoughts, I think. So, um, her, have you guys seen The Crown? I haven't yet. Only season one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's this scene with, um, in the latest season, I think there, I feel like there are a couple of other scenes where like people who are dating the royals are introduced to the royal family and they're kind of coached and so uh her prepping to meet or her prepping him to meet her dad and her grandpa reminded me of on the crown when they're teaching diana how to behave like a royal or even just around royals like there's an order that you have to bow yeah there's an order i know um there's an order that you have to bow to them too. And she like gets it wrong and they all like laugh and they're like, Oh, blah, blah. And like, and she's like, Oh, so you're like the, the queen, like you're not the queen. And she's like, Oh, well I'm the queen mother, which is still a title. And she's like, what? And she's so confused. So that's what that reminded me of when she was coaching. Um, oh yeah. Glaucus to she, it, meet her family. I remember in it too. She was like, I was coaching him to curtsy. And I thought that was a funny word instead of like bow. Cause I'm like, is he yeah. like, Pulling his scales yeah. aside, like it's hello. Pins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh-huh. see, what else? Oh, um, <laughs> I liked the uh, the reference to the river uncle Akalos, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, is that like your swamp cousins that nobody really <laughs> talks about? Like those out those out there family members right. or like. Oh, they they live in like a cabin off the grid. We don't really talk about them. They don't come to events like their their family. Yeah, you got a pretty mouth, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And then finally, I thought, so we have the new words or words I had to look up. I, because I consider myself uh, like a grammar Nazi, like a vocab snob. I love learning new words. I like learning the root of words and what words mean and where they came from. Um, and so there was a word, I mean, not like I'm ashamed of having to look up a word, but it was just, I thought I found a typo and I was really excited. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she meant splashing and she put plashing. So I Googled plashing and plashing is a word. Oh, um, nice. It means splash, strike surface of water with splashing sound. So uh, splashing, like, why don't you just say splashing? Just say something. Like, yeah, that is funny. It's like use and utilize, like just say use. Yeah. <laughs> That is hilarious. It's one of those words you pull out when you're like trying to meet your word count, right? Right. Flashing. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like flashing and slashing in the river. <laughs> the chapter had to be one letter less, so she was like, fine. Oh. <laughs> the one letter would take her to the next page, like in Word, when you're like, yeah, right. How do I do these margins? <laughs> redoing the margins. You can't do that with a book. So she's like, all right, fixed. Yeah, I'm already on narrow. <laughs> I'm already on narrow, exactly. <laughs> I already made it times new Roman. Fuck, right? I made it eleven. Careful, narrow. <laughs> All the spaces are fives. Damn it, eleven point five. They don't even know the difference. All the tricks, like in college, come back to my mind to like double space, but more deep yeah. double space to meet your page quota. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know there are people who actually space. thought that like a double space document meant like push the space bar twice between every word. <laughs> oh my and I was like, gosh! Hmm. I was like, uh, you can do that, but that's really labor intensive, no. and it's not even correct. So. Although I will say that it's really hard for me to not double space after a period. It's so ingrained. Like, oh I, yeah, really? Apparently, yes. I, well, it's like when a type when you use a typewriter, you did that, and so my oh. mom and grandma like me to type and they were like you have to double space but now actually if you double space after you're writing a sentence like on your phone it automatically adds Puts a period, a period. And, a space. Yeah. and that's mm -hmm. like from that like typewriting days so it's oh. kind of interesting that's funny. yeah my mom had a typewriter you know, pretty late too <laughs> like i, I used to play my with one. Papers on a typewriter. Oh my gosh well, it was it was like an electric typewriter but yeah. still but still that's that's pretty wild <laughs> well i think that i think this is a good end to this episode bye i'm just kidding okay, all right. okay bye we just end them all like that um all right that's good bye this was a good one i feel like it these last couple that we've done um have been like a lot of the chapters i feel like are like little mini stories in their own yeah almost like you, you kind of like create you know well. start a story and end a storyline in each chapter and this is the first time where i kind of feel like it's it's gone over a few chapters like it's it's four and five have like been related you know and now i think yeah. we're gonna keep going with this yeah storyline at least for a little bit probably for Hopefully, sure anyways yeah it gets real interesting it gets real good I was bummed that I had to stop at chapter five. Like, I was like, I want to keep reading, but I won't. Even though I know it's going to happen, I still want to keep going. Yeah. I know. I wrote a couple notes because I read the first page. And I was like, because I, I remember Scylla and Charybdis from uh -huh. um, from the Odyssey. And so I was like, oh, my God, I want to meet Charybdis. But 
Oh, I just opened the cover. Yeah, because Rose has read it before, and then Gloria yeah. has inf- has exposure with from the Odyssey. I'm the idiot here who doesn't know anything about any of this stuff, so I don't know how any of this turns out. But I open this cover, and on the inside cover, we see Scylla as something yes. scary here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Scylla might be sticking around for a while, or at least yeah. she may have an interesting uh, conclusion she, to her story. She's going to be in this book for a little bit. Is that Luckily, it's uh, labeled Scylla. Otherwise, I would think it was Granny's neck snake. Scylla. Yeah, right. Granny's neck snake. <laughs> Can the neck snake be something we also share? Sh- sell? Can neck snake also be something that we sell yeah. in our Etsy shop? <laughs> we need to yes. like, yes, like, like, a, neck, has, like oh. a scarf that's a snake that you. Yes. Oh, we're gonna make. And this. it's got a little rattle in the end, mm-hmm. so like anytime there's trouble here, you can. Well, I think with that, we'll end this episode and say goodbye until chapter six, the exciting return of what happens with next snake. Tell us if you have any experience with next snakes. Who's the last bitch that stole your man? Let us know. Yes. Put her name in the comments. (laughs) At her. (laughs) At her. All right. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.